0: Hey there, hi there, ho there, and hello there. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics. We do have a, a couple of exciting things to discuss in today's broadcast. Unfortunately, a couple of things that were not quite as joyful and exciting for the cards, but we'll get into all that a little bit later on in the show. We've got a strong force in here for the broadcast today. As Case is off with his wife Lindsay's birthday falling today. So, I I no doubt make it a day all about her, which it should be on your birthday, right? So, there you go. We excused Case from the broadcast. Even if we hadn't excused him, he probably wouldn't have shown up (laughs) anyways. But we do have, like I mentioned, a strong enforcement ass with Jared, Jeff, Daryl, and me, Polly. So, Let's kind of get around as we like to do at the start of the show and catch up with the crew on hand today, see what's going on with them. Let's start with Daryl, who we, we're always pleased to have in here when she can make it. What's going on in your world, Daryl?
1: Morning, everybody. I know I had some things going on the last couple of weeks, but I appreciate you all having me back on again. Um, currently, the, the cat is scratching at the door. Just She wants to jump on, too, but I told her, Sometimes she can, you know, let the cuss words fly sometimes, and that's just not allowed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not going to allow any cats of any type on this broadcast, whether they true. be true. or your neighborhood. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> she said she is a fan of the cards, though. She likes to watch them when they're doing uh, well.
0: Uh, it's a cat in cardinal clothing. Be careful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, the cat will join in a little bit later on with we'll probably some news <laughs> on the UK football program and uh, maybe even some stuff on where is Matthew Mitchell and why is he doing these things to his program? <laughs> Jared in the house today. Jared, a man of many photos, and he's also uh, was, was with me Thursday night at the women's soccer. He was, uh, uh, did you get any shots in it except the high school football yesterday, Jared? What's, what's on your agenda the rest of the weekend?
2: no i didn't take any pictures at uh the male southern game just went as a nice band alumni event that probably drew out close to 40 alumni from the last couple decades so that's pretty cool being able to see and catch up with some folks i hadn't talked to in months years and see some people I haven't physically seen in who knows how long uh but yeah uh taking pictures at women's soccer was fun for probably about the first 10 minutes when we were winning and then we (laughs) Look like we forgot how to play soccer after that, so a little frustrating. But I think I'm going to try and head out to some softball scrimmages later this afternoon, and we've got women's soccer again tomorrow, so I'll get some more soccer shots.
0: If soccer games were 77 seconds long, we would have been a winner on Thursday <laughs> night. Unfortunately, they tend to run just a little bit longer. But yeah, uh, you're certainly right. We had a great time out there. I mean, it was it was an ideal situation for women's soccer a beautiful night out there and that's uh, certainly a great start but then uh, as we'll discuss a little bit later on things turned out not so good for the cards there but uh, hopefully they can turn it around also with jeff in the house today jeff was Commenting a little bit earlier about some things that were going on in his world, and uh, I don't know if he wants to share all of them with you or not. <laughs> you know, being an overweight forty-seven-year-old man, is nothing that I'd want to break around. But anyway, uh, uh, we'll I'll, let you go with what you got. I'll, I'll take the
3: extra year you gave me. I am forty-eight, but oh, uh, uh, how about that? Yeah, I'm about you, to turn forty-nine, you so you, you kind of gave me two 48. years. So you don't look a day over forty-eight. Yeah. yeah so uh no, I uh, I got my uh flu shot for the year and the COVID new bivalent COVID booster uh late afternoon yesterday so this morning I've kind of been playing the game of you know side effects or being an overweight 48 year old and I think side effects is going to be the winning answer here starting to get a little bit of a headache and achy so we'll see um not too bad nothing but willing to to deal with that for the extra protection from both of those shots so uh otherwise you know minor work issue came up this morning was able to deal with this in the midst deal, deal with that in the midst of getting ready for the show here so um yeah been kind of a it's it's been a busy morning first my uh my audio player that plays my alarm in the morning got unplugged overnight somehow and so it didn't play the music for my alarm in the morning so i got up late too so you know combination of factors is not, not such a great morning but you know uh, i'm still in a good mood despite all of that and uh let's make it a great day i may you know go back and curl up and sleep off most of it if these side effects can continue to grow but you know i can deal with that
0: absolutely so and yeah. hopefully the the volleyball win kind of encouraged your spirits a little bit too. It did it was good yeah
3: um we'll talk about that a little bit later but uh not too much of a surprise, honestly, but uh, good good outcome uh, that we're uh, we're happy to see, and uh, yeah,
0: good deal there. And as for me, uh, the big news out here at the Sykes Estate is we now have a completely finished, remodeled bathroom. Yes, hold your applause Yay. until the end of the performance. Uh, hey. Better than better than holding other things. Uh, yes, which <laughs> we had to do at the right. Yes, but uh, yeah, it was a. Canada was a 10-day ordeal, a procedure where, uh, for parts of that day, we were without either a, a sink, b a toilet, or c a tub. Uh, but a complete remodel where the tub was removed, the shower was installed, a uh, new toilet was put in, new vanity was put in, new tiling put in. The only thing not put in were new people to use it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, the guys who uh, came in did a great wall of, uh, quality work. If you need a bathroom remodeled shoot me an email or a text or something, I'll give you the name of the crew that came in because these guys are good. They're fairly inexpensive, and they're unobtrusive, and they don't bother you with a lot of pesky questions unless it's very relevant to the work they're doing. Uh, the, the catch of it is, and the downside of it, if there is one, is that you have to go pick up your own, all your own material, your own color schemes, your own ideas, your tile, your bathroom fixtures, everything else that you want put in there. So we had a fun time over the last almost two weeks picking out a toilet, picking out a share setup, picking out a vanity, and then uh, with the pitfalls and fun that goes into that procedure. I'll never (laughs) forget the man at a certain big hardware store here in town, which I will keep nameless, who flat out told me. That there was no way in H-E double toothpicks that that vanity would fit into the spot that I had designed in my bathroom for it. And I said, but it's the same dimensions as what is in there now. He looked at me and he gave me this blank stare and he said, well, you know, those things can shrink over time. (laughs) Oh
3: and my I'm
0: gosh! Thinking to myself, a vanity. <laughs> Are they made out of cotton? <laughs> <I swear laughs> out, I, I, I'm thinking, was it a weather thing? I mean, <laughs> it, all the heat from the shower did it make it just evaporate? I thought it would expand.
3: And do you think so? It, it it fit when it was initially put in, right?
0: I mean, oh, oh. gosh, they they lied to me when they installed it, Jeff. Huh. And it was actually smaller than they said. Oh goodness!
1: But, uh, so we, what you're saying, Paul, is is the the adulting and the ho- home projects, they literally never end.
0: And that's, that's true, because we <laughs> got all that done, and now it's done. My wife with her always eagle, open eyes, saying now, you know this flooring that leads from uh, the next and I'm thinking to myself, can we just <laughs> have a little peace and quiet and solitude here? Because, you know, these, these guys, and, and give them credit, they were early risers. They were over here before, you know, I even had my first cup of coffee in me. And believe me, ain't nobody in this society want to deal with me if I haven't had my first cup of Joe. Because I can be as bad as a Bengal tiger. But anyway, all done. Very fine now. If anybody needs to use the bathroom or take a shower or wash up, come on over. We have a brand new facility. (laughs) Uh, This offer does not apply to anybody in Lexington. Okay. (laughs) But uh, time of the show where we usually get into a little bit of scheduling and Twitter information. Since case isn't here, uh, the call goes out. I put up the bad signal. Who's going to do this? It'll be Jared Anderson. see who's going to do our scheduling and Twitter, Anderson, my man. You are the guy who's up the bat next. Step in there and knock one out of here.
2: Yeah. Uh, so with scheduling, uh, looks like football is going to start things off today. They're at uh, Virginia for a noon kickoff. ACC Network. They've announced some players that are out and plenty of fans are already not happy with the program. (laughs) So we're going to turn our attention to other more exciting things, such as women's tennis at West Virginia uh, for the WVU invitational. That's kind of going on all day. Uh, So we'll probably see some tweets and updates periodically from the women's tennis account. Uh, Swim and dives got their season going on. Now they're going to be at the SMU classic down in Dallas, Texas. That's going to start at noon. Another uh, multi-hour probably close to a full-day event for them softball uh, is on campus i've got some scrimmages a double doubleheader against eastern kentucky starting at noon today Assume it's free admission like they would if it was regular season it is perfect good reason for me to swing down there after we hop off air here moving on to sunday women's tennis will continue their wvu invitational another all-day affair uh, field hockey going to look to bounce back from last night's loss as they travel to Lynchburg, Virginia against number 16, Liberty. So that should be a pretty good one. Uh, we'll kind of wait to see what the live video is there because obviously that's not going to be an ACC-carried uh, streaming option. Women's soccer will be back home on campus, uh, also trying to bounce back after a loss. They'll host Boston College at noon tomorrow. Uh, ACC Network Extra for that one. A free admission to Dr. Mark and Lindy, cindy lynn stadium plus you can see paul and i there so it's a an added bonus for going to soccer or an added detraction
3: No, one of the two. <laughs> come out in spite yeah. of that
2: yeah yeah, yeah. They've, they can
0: got help me, us, uh... they've got me locked up in the press box where the public can't get to me and that's good <laughs> jared however is a wide open issue out on the field running around taking selfies with himself and dogs and occasionally <laughs> getting this maybe one usable photo for a
2: game. No, I'm just kidding, Jared. It's a great job out there. <laughs> you can help us uh, count the trains in soccer tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Volleyball. Did, did you end up will... with three yesterday or Thursday? We never got a third one. Didn't get a third one? No, okay. no second one no. no. stopped so on the track. So you got two
1: up. like within 30 minutes and then... I was to say, they were quick.
0: The second train was still there after the game. Worked mm. out there and uh, not showing any intent of moving and so it had the the tracks, obviously, which are on the the north side of the stadium, there,
3: is um, it across the cross? Yeah,
0: it was across oh, the that's across Floyd sure. Street. The cars could not exit that way, so everybody was kind of rolling up there after the game and then turning around and then headed back southbound so they could yeah. uh, access, I guess, the uh, Danny Crum overpass and then go wherever they wanted to go <laughs> from there. But uh, Jared and I saw that and wisely decided, hey, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and take you straight to your car. And then the, you can deal about getting home
3: later, Jared. I'll drop you off where you're parked at. And, mm-hmm. uh, but no post game. Because yeah, I usually park on the north side of the tracks on Floyd right. Street. So that that would have sucked. Yeah, yeah you would have hey, you, you just
2: climbed over the train.
3: That's what I did last time that happened.
2: Don't tell yes. anybody. And, and, and thank I, God I've been guilty of the track. same thing. Don't worry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was kind of scary, but uh, I've done that before. And then, like, a minute after I did it, the train started moving. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. But Yeah. Uh, now that we've discussed trains, and by the way, it was not a uh, – it was a Norfolk Southern train that was out there from what I understand.
3: That's mm-hmm. Those are Norfolk Southern tracks, so.
0: They were good, then. No yep. CX? No, CSX are the
3: North-South tracks that go, like, under the Student Center.
0: Okay. All we ever All wanted right. to know about trains in the, <laughs> the middle in the Well,
3: we've 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 plumbed the depths of my knowledge there at this point. So,
0: <laughs> I, so we can, also we can, we can do nothing on, but you know, continue with scheduling. Into no, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Plenty more with uh, tomorrow's action on Sunday. Volleyball will stay on the road. They're going to be at Syracuse. One o'clock start there. Uh, believe kind of same roster formation as DeBeer still out. Uh, But, you know, the way things were rolling and how many players stepped up and looked good or great last night uh, should be no concern at Syracuse. And then also on campus tomorrow, softball has another scrimmage. They're going to host in-state rival Kentucky at 1 o'clock, another free admission. One of the few times you can see a Louisville-Kentucky softball game for free. We'll go on, take Monday off. Nothing going on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, men's soccer will be at home against Evansville. No women's sports. Wednesday will take off as well. Thursday will take off. Looking ahead to next Friday, uh, cross-country, both men and women uh, will be competing at the Bradley Pink Classic in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, Typically, those things start kind of early in the morning when it's still cooler, less crowds out at some of these parks. Uh, Softball will remain in town for more scrimmages. Uh, Busy fall schedule for them. They've got a doubleheader against Indiana starting at 4.30. Uh, Right next door to that is going to be field hockey. They're going to take on Duke at 6 o'clock uh kind of catty corner across the street we'll see volleyball at seven o'clock against virginia tech and also seven o'clock next friday is men's soccer against syracuse so is gonna be extremely packed if you are trying to head out to volleyball or field hockey or even catch a softball game you may want to go ahead and plan for a little extra trouble with parking and traffic and anything that's going on next saturday we'll already be back on air Uh, so we'll skip over to twitter real quick case who is out celebrating Lindsay's birthday today uh, he tweets out as best case scenario. There's no e in the word best, so just B S T. Daryl, who's back with us, tweets out as Daryl Fast Four. That's the number four in the username. Uh, Jeff's got a couple Twitter accounts. His personal is at Jeff McAdams, and then he's got the uh, his card couple radio one that he also tweets out as well. Polly That's tweets fine. out as Cardinal Couple. Uh, plenty of women's soccer tweets coming out again tomorrow for that. Not tweet out as Mr. Anderson Jared all right and we've got through scheduling and twitter
0: and boom he nails it down and i just wanted to make a suggestion to daryl down the road if she decides to uh, like change her twitter account she could change it to daryl fast for f-o-r-e not (laughs) if i'm
1: getting better
0: (laughs) well still i mean if you crush a drive and it's going to roll up on the the foursome in front of you wouldn't you yell out as a courtesy
1: I should, but that rarely happens anymore, Paul. I'm I'm showing the boys tricks or two now.
0: Hey, hey that's good to know. You know, and all, all squirrels on a public courses, be careful.
3: Daryl's <laughs> out there and she's swinging. Yeah. Any time I ever had to yell for on a golf course, it was because my ball was going like two fairways over to the side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not not into
3: the foursome in front of me. That
2: that that never happened for me. So. <laughs> I'm usually having to yell for when I'm playing putt putt. Yeah.
1: That's bad. That's
2: that's that, disturbing. Bad, that is bad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jared's out there launching it like a baseball bat.
0: It's because of Daryl that there were a lack of blue balls over at the Pud Pud golf course. Yeah, yeah just blasting
1: them all across Barcelona. off
0: and knocking them across the street over there to Papa John's. What when Papa
3: John starts holding your ball hostage for, yeah. you know, buying some breadsticks, we know there's a problem.
0: Yeah, order a pizza to get 15 free golf balls. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's only crazy if it doesn't work, guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are no answers unless there's yeah. questions. Remember that, too. So, <laughs> another important thing to remember in your life. But All right. Another thing we need to look into, I guess, to get this show started on was uh, Thursday night where, aforementioned, Darren and I were out there at Glenn Stadium watching just a little bit of Louisville women's soccer the cards, uh, you know, coming in to face Clemson, the team that... Uh, kind of equal with Louisville as far as record goes. Uh, they had five wins on the year. The Cards had four wins on the year. Both teams had four or had two ties on the season. So looked to be maybe kind of an equal matchup. Maybe the Cards would have a slight advantage being home at Lynn and certainly started out that way as Louisville scored within the first 77 seconds of the contest. Patricia Ward knocking in the goal. A little would we'll to put them up one nothing uh very ex- exciting start to this one uh jared had um, jared was out there taking photos on it uh, daryl had the write-up on it so uh, i'll go to you too i guess starting first with jared uh that was pretty exciting starter and you got a good picture of it on on your camera
2: too yeah it was an excellent start and to me you need to you know ride with that momentum you scored A minute, 17 seconds into the match, you know, you, everything's going in your favor. You've got an extra large crowd because of the recognition of girls and women's in sports. That was going to happen at halftime. I don't understand why they wanted to kind of pull back and get so like defensive after that, instead of putting the pressure on more. Uh, It just seemed like nothing seemed to click after that and Clemson bounced back. So uh, quite frustrated with Louisville's response after the goal. Normally you see the team that gives up the goal is the one that kind of you know, sits down and kicks some dirt around, but it kind of seemed like the cards were the one to do it. So I'm not understanding why that happened. And I don't know what the mindset was going in. Uh, I, was, I thought it was an excellent goal. Credit to Patricia Ward. Great, beautiful shot, uh, good maneuvering. Uh, I just hated the response that Louisville had after that.
0: And then, Darrell, this was a game, worth, a match where the cards – had a definite shot advantage in this thing. I think if, if you add the numbers up, they outshot Clemson 16 to 10 in the mm-hmm. contest. You could only come up with that opening goal. What's not working right now for Louis as, as goals compared to not going in the net?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a shocker. I didn't actually get eyeballs on this game, but I was watching um, via stat broadcast. Um, and so I didn't get to see, you know, players' mannerisms or just pick up on any um, nonverbal or non-stat broadcast cues for what the squad was going through. But, I mean, this is their fourth loss in a row. And like you said, they outshot Clemson. I mean, their their goalkeeper had a lot of work to do in that second half, and, and she was able to do that. And it's just – if you're a coach, it could be extremely frustrating to – to have the advantage on the stat sheet, but not on the final um, score line. So I can only imagine what the the locker room was like at half and then after it was over because it kind of seems like this program is is struggling to get uh, over 500 in the last few years.
0: Yeah, Clemson uh, did get a very good performance here, Jeff, out of their goalkeeper, uh, Hallie that She had a season-high seven saves. four of those in the second half as the cards were as as, you know like I say we were firing our way but we couldn't find the bulls uh.
3: yeah I I, I kind of look at that like uh, I look at like the racing logo in the NWSL like Katie Lund had the highest number of saves in the league this year right and of course their season's over at this point but it's like Is that really a good thing (laughs) it's you know uh you kind of want your defense to be doing a little more than that but uh yeah no it's it's a great performance by the goalkeeper obviously you gotta applaud that so uh that that is impressive um for you know to be able to stop that many is you know i I don't know how many shots are were uh taken but you know we we only scored one so only eight were on frame and to stop seven of them is pretty impressive
1: And the other thing I noticed, I mean, the cards play three ranked teams in a row and you would think that this one against Clemson is their opportunity to get back on that uh, winning streak back at home. Um, So it's just pretty frustrating. I think I looked as well as Clemson was trying to avoid their um, fourth loss in a row too. And they were able to get one on the road. So it's just kind of frustrating for this team. I mean, you come out and you score within the first two minutes and then it, there's nothing after that. So it's just a very stale offense and a good point, Jeff, that the ball was even able to get past most of the defense to where they were a shot on goal for Clemson. So somewhere in the U of L defense, they're, they're lacking.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it would be fair to, to toss in here. The cards were missing two fairly key components in their starting lineup Jared, with one uh, qualifying in England and the other one down with the. Uh, I think it was a concussion or still concussion syndrome. Uh, so that that definitely had to hurt a little, a little bit, I would think.
2: Yeah, missing one of your center backs in Carson Cherry with concussion protocol uh, didn't help. And I'm not sure the extent of the concussion protocol, but as we all kind of noticed with the NFL regarding some players with concussion protocol, I think we can all agree that there's no – reason to ever try and push and rush somebody getting back off of a protocol like that Uh, so we hope uh carson cherry will be able to heal in a proper and safe manner and get back on the pitch uh, when she's ready Uh, we saw later in the match where the uh, karen ferguson days kind of moved to more of like a three-back defensive line as part of that with sarah hernandez in the middle Uh, but not having carson cherry who's been a strong center back alongside sarah hernandez i think probably you know really affected one of the goals i think there's one where aaron floyd just didn't see uh, the, the shot coming in and that's one of those that typically if your center backs there to kind of help deflect those and then having missing a nuke denton who's with the uh, english national team right now uh, just a, a strong defender midfielder that's great with possession and being able to move the ball up the pitch i heard as well when a uh, little struggling they be able to pass and move the ball at all Uh, so hopefully we get both of them back soon
0: that could be only good for the cars for that to happen and certainly we hope the carson will be back to full strength and then fully recovered from from what happened with her and then the protocol for the the head injury but uh, there was a little bit of joy out there on on thursday night as we had a very nice halftime ceremony where university recognized a woman in sports during halftime uh, eight different groups showed up out there at halftime to be recognized and, and applauded for by the crowd. Softball came out. Uh, we had lacrosse out there. Women's golf came out. Swimming and diving was there. Uh, the Ladybirds, the cheer squad was there, and we also had the uh, sports performance uh, professors and also sports performance association members. Showed up as, as as two separate groups out there as well. Uh, Jared, you were down there taking, talking to them. I don't know if you got any photos of them or not, but you were down there actually talking with softball and lacrosse a little bit. And well, what a great show out for
2: that. Yeah, I got a few pictures that I need to get sent over to you so we can get some of those posted. Uh, but yeah, I love seeing the the turnout. I guess I also wish we could have had more, as that was a voluntary event for the student athletes to show up too. So I'm sure being a weeknight and rather chilly that a lot of them chose to forego the event, Uh, but those who chose to come out and represent their teams, uh, we're all in good spirits. And it was great being able to talk to a few of them and especially having some of them say, hey, we've got some fall scrimmages this weekend. Can you come out and take some pictures? So that was, uh, you know, it was enough to convince me to head on out to Ulmer Stadium later today.
0: Everybody wanted Jared to come out and take their picture of them later
2: on. That's (laughs) for sure.
0: Uh, But a nice turnout, uh, unfortunately. uh, Not so great as a game turnout for the Cards. But Louisville moves on then after this one. uh, A situation where uh, they're going to actually, if I'm not mistaken here, get some ACC Network exposure Sunday, as they'll be at Boston
3: College at noon and oh, uh boston college soccer does acc network volleyball gets nothing yeah uh
1: oh, can't wrap my brain around that one I yeah, yeah.
0: sorry it, it, it's true i mean you know what's <laughs> it, what's the thinking there i mean i know sunday is a big day for showing things okay on the acc network they yeah. have sometimes four events back to back but uh you know it's a pretty nice volleyball match going on here and then yeah number two team cards. in the country
3: you know yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. You know, they might be worthy a little something here instead yeah. throw, of...
3: throw a camera up there, you know. That's fine, I you know, I'd like to see better productions than that, but just throw a static camera up there and, and show that it's at least something, you know. Uh,
2: sorry,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Right with you.
1: <laughs>
0: the ACC network uh, is obviously a, a part of the ACC conference, and guess what? They've,
3: they've got access to it, they can throw it up, they can. Send them they a feed and it. it'll be on ACC Network Extra. No problem. And they've done it before for volleyball. I mean, I know they have. I've seen them before. But,
0: yeah, yesterday, man, nothing.
3: Ugh. So,
0: anyway. Yeah, that's uh, the ACC tends I think that sometimes uh, look I, at their original I, members and say, oh, we we we'll have to show these guys first. And then after comes. Well, I don't
3: even think this is really an ACC decision. I think it's a Boston College decision not to set that up.
0: I'd, and it possibly could be. I mean, Boston, obviously, a a big sports town as far as things going on and stuff like yeah. that. And and I, and I won't use that as a defense for them showing some women's sports and not showing the other women's sports. But yeah. you know, I, I think there were there were some attempts at showing this on on YouTube with with certain channels last night, which may, maybe it was
3: them... all unofficial. <laughs> Yeah, all unofficial. If you saw any, it was unofficial.
0: Yeah, and it was certainly you know not not what even the ACC network would do as yeah. far as commentary and, and broadcasting and, and play right. by play analysis and things like that. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're and I'm not going to belabor this long, but the SEC has two networks that they do a lot on on cable television. They have the SEC network, and then they have the alternative or the alternate SCC network where they can show second events on a full view. And if you get one, you get the other is the case on most cable packages or most uh, dish or whatever packages that you have. Okay. Uh, why can't and they we, they also
3: have SEC network plus, which is the yeah. streaming version of it equivalent to ACC network extra. And that's the thing. Any ACC school for an event can send a feed in for ACC network extra and it gets it gets done right but the school has to set it up and do it so this is why i lay it at boston college's feet
0: yeah and but certainly uh, they don't have a whole lot to be proud of up there as far as volleyball goes uh, still you sure, i agree it. with you but okay we'll see what happens uh, down the road on like yeah. that. i'm sure that the, uh, the boston college fans probably weren't protesting the fact that it wasn't on too much but certainly yeah. When yeah. you're the number two team and you've got a rabbit fan base down here who loves to watch volleyball, uh, the fact that Boston College will not step up and at least make it available to Cardinal fans to watch on, you know, a, a network extra platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to wag my finger at them very slowly and go very, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Very bad. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, enough on that, though. Let's hope the women's soccer can, can bounce back, get a W. They certainly need one at this point in time. And I think Karen Ferguson days is going to be a trying to analyze why that, you know, the cards are just not able to quite after usually good starts to a season, why can't they finish strong? Let's hope that they can maybe turn that around Sunday. We hope. But, hey, let's move on to a little happier situation. A little more fun thing. is the cards <laughs> <more awesome>.
3: Other <laughs> than the <laughs> lack of TV coverage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, where even, yeah, you even, you know, was a nice win by volleyball last night as they went up and, and and definitely had no problem whatsoever in their match last night. The cards went up there. They they you know we kind of figured yeah they're going to do pretty good up there and, and I think that the, you know BC is not going to be much of a challenge. Louisville winning with no problem going to five and zero in ACC play uh, now undefeated in that and. Uh, was, I think the first set was 25-15, 20, and then uh, twenty five, thirteen.
3: 13 uh, Yes. Not, much there, not I was, much there. I was on the wrong tab. I was looking at Syracuse Notre Dame stats. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So
0: a, you were able to watch most of one of the YouTube feeds on this, Jeff. We'll let you kind of start out on this and kind of your thoughts and impressions on it, and then the rest of us will kind of fill in with what we thought
3: about it uh yeah you know it's, it's like you know you, you said boston college doesn't have a whole lot to be proud of in the volleyball mat and no, volleyball team i you know i don't think that's completely true i think um uh the boston college is a much better team now than they were five years ago right that's a little bit of damning with faint praise to be honest uh they weren't very good five years ago but the program is building and the program is improving the problem is, is that Louisville is also much better than we were five years ago, and we started from a better place. So uh, yeah, it was it was not particularly competitive. Boston College is, like I said, every year you look at them, they're a little bit better team. So it's just hard to ask for too much more than that. It's a small school, so it's it, it happens. Um, 25-15, 25-20, 25-13, as you said on the, on the, the set scores, um, it was pretty good play. Uh, I think Jared mentioned still without um, Anna De beer. Uh, one to three weeks more, I think, is what the estimate is on that. I haven't heard anything more recent than that. So just counting from when the match at Stanford was and what the estimates were from there. So um, great play by the normal uh, the, the 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 usual suspects, Claire Chasse, fourteen kills on twenty eight attempts for three ninety three uh hitting percentage which is a which is a good hitting percentage for for a left side pin hitter uh Amaya Telman hit 11 on 19 attempts for 579 which is a very good percentage for a middle uh the eye-popping one was Peg and Kong PK Kong six on seven attempts for 857 that's just gaudy <laughs> so um impressive numbers there uh, we did see in the third set we saw uh, Ellie Glock and Paige Morningstar come in to set for a little bit in place of Raquel Otharo. Um the the match was well in hand by that point to be honest um, but they came in and they did a fine job they, they uh, had some solid uh, rotations and did well there um, dig leader was Elena Scott unsurprisingly she's all over the floor doing amazing thing uh, I don't know if y'all saw, uh, Michaela Chester with the NCAA puts out her, you know, a couple of things a week that she does there. And, and this week was, uh, the best players at each position in the country. And she did too. She did East and West and she picked Elena Scott for libero for the East team. So at least in her opinion, Elena Scott is the best libero in the Eastern half of the U S so it's nice. I agree with her. Yeah. I got I, I, a good, good choice. I'm, I'm with her. So, um, yeah, you know it's a good match. look good. Uh, I did get to watch a bit of a bootleg uh, stream. So uh, uh, well done there. Uh, but uh, yeah, annoyed at Boston College for not having um, any sort of real stream set up for this. Um, I'm dumbfounded at this. It I don't know what it takes to interface with ESPN to get this out on the ACC Network Extra. But come on, it's a stick a camera with a with a laptop
1: an iphone it can't be like, much more than like, right
3: yeah it doesn't take much to do this these days um
1: there must be no service in boston college because L's site hasn't even updated their website either I'm not yeah, sure. they I, have... I can't find stats i can't find like what is if you going go on to,
2: if you go to boston college's website you can see the entire yeah. box score right now oh so you have L's just a little behind getting posted right now yeah. yeah, they
1: haven't even updated the the record or the page saying that they yeah. won. So I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, this that is would... the
2: number
0: two team in the country. You would think they would deserve a little more respect than that out of our SID department. Yeah, well,
3: sometimes you know things happen. I get it, but there you know you can go to the live stats still on U of L site, which does show you know all the statistics and the scores and everything. So that's nice. Um,
1: I'll just go to the other team's website. Yeah, well, yeah. I do that
3: a lot anyway to pick up watch links because. It's it's not uncommon for Louisville not to post the watch link on their site, but it is on the other teams when it's an away match, um, and particularly from for uh, neutral site matches. So, a uh, little trick there that's useful sometimes. So,
1: I like to go to the other team's websites too and see what stats are different versus their page, their SIDs versus ours. And it happens. I won't Quite say rarely. It it happens yeah. Yeah. like. If you look at series records, like one one program will say that one team has more wins than the other one and you're just like, okay, who do I trust here? Yeah.
3: Well, I, I tell you what, I saw last week I noticed a situation where when you look at, when you went to the site, to, I think it was through L site, if you looked at the box score, there was one value in the box score, like with a dynamically updated page, right, that had a value. But if you clicked on the PDF box score, with the PDF mm-hmm. page that comes up, the value was slightly different, and I think it was just a rounding error. Hmm. But clearly, whatever is putting out those two different formats of the box score rounded those numbers slightly differently. So it came out just slightly different. It was yeah,
1: and the box score is like the most official, like
3: right, yeah. So
1: yeah, rounding errors, <sighs> man.
3: Uh, there's uh, it was one of the jokes in computer science, is you know the field I work in, ITs. There's two <laughs> two hard problems in computer science. Naming things, cash invalidation errors, and off by one errors. It's just case,
1: case would get your joke,
3: right? Yeah, well, it's off by one errors, being that I said two things, but I actually listed three, right? So, oh, yeah, wow, I
1: see, yeah,
0: <laughs> all right, way over my elementary head, uh, well played, I think, sir. Uh, nine wins in a row for Cardinals volleyball. Getting back to things that I understand. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you you can count to maybe. nine. That's great.
3: Yeah. I maybe
0: yeah. Went, you know if I well, never mind. I've got two hands. <laughs> I can get to ten if I need to, chips. Yeah. They could they could go ahead and beat Syracuse, and I'd right. still be fine. That's right. And, we'll see. Take off shoes or you no, know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and none of those nine straight ones that they've had really the the. the the one that was really of any question was the Kentucky match obviously up in the UK. Right. It, that one went five sets. That was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but they went out to a, a a very good Stanford team, took a mm-hmm. four set win out there. And since then they've had sweeps going until, you know, Georgia Tech, which was also a top fifteen team. Uh, that was a four match. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, four set sets. match that Georgia, they wanted in. Uh, the sense. cards are going on the road here, and they're, oh. they're having success. They had it okay. at Boston College. They had it at FSU, Miami, Kentucky, Stanford, and move on down the list there, yeah. even at WKU. So this is a team that doesn't exactly fold on the road, and that's very, very good. Uh, the only loss they've had was at home against Ohio State, who is a team that is getting a lot of respect there.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Ohio State is, has, had, has taken a lot of losses, uh, honestly. They've taken several losses in the non-conference schedule, but they were all against very, very good teams. Ohio State is understood to have this year the strongest schedule of any team in the country, um, so they took some early losses. Uh, But they're a very, very good team. So that loss that we took against them is not a bad loss at all. Uh, I don't know where they're ranked. I want to say they're fifth or sixth, maybe at this point.
2: So uh, the committee listed Ohio State as number six when they came out with their first committee top 10.
3: Yeah. Uh, So that's, yeah, that's that's about what I would expect, where I would expect them to be. They took, uh, uh, I think it was three losses early on two of them were to you know number one texas right in right home they, and homes, or no back to back matches right. there, and then
2: they followed that with the loss to san diego who Who's, the uh the committee has number three so that's number to three number yeah. one number one number three and i know they they beat louisville which un- was unfortunate but i think they went and lost to pitt nebraska uh, well, Pitt's number five, and Nebraska's number four in the committee right. rankings. They, so there's they, not a single bad loss for them.
3: Yeah, they, yeah. so they've lost five. And, it, yeah, they have played a, a brutally tough schedule, and they've won a lot of them. Uh, they beat BYU. Uh, you know, that's this is not – okay, they lost to Nebraska. They beat Michigan's a decent in – Indiana, meh uh they beat penn state last night took five to do it but they did beat them last night so that's a good win um uh, it, it doesn't get any easier for them in the big 10 you know as they're going through the big 10 they still got minnesota they've got uh iowa um produced decent they got to play nebraska again minnesota and wisconsin again it's you know this is and there's nothing bad about losing to ohio state i'll say that which is weird because it's a relatively new thing for them
0: the, the cards have not, and and I'll put this out here. You all can debate it if you want. Really suffered all that much since uh, w- with the absence of Anna De Beer. I know when Anna first went out, one of my first thoughts were, "Oh boy, you know she was leading us in that. She was so good at that, at this and this." And now she's out for maybe four to six weeks, don't know for sure, but it yeah, was probably, certainly yeah. something that I was. Very, very upset about it at first, thinking, Wow, such a good season going and and you lose arguably one of your best, if not the best player on your team. It's gone, yeah. Well, <laughs> and they we they know, him?
3: and you know, we know that you're driving the Anna De Beer stand train. Oh, right? I've, I've been driving that bus, <laughs> yeah, since, yeah it's which is fair, it's totally fair. She's a very good player, yeah. And and you know, we when she went down and, and said we found out she was going to be out for a while, it was. The, the, you know, my immediate response was, okay, we're going to see Nana on Bonin, on attack, and we're going to see Aiden Bartlett on defense. Um, and they have both done a very good job in those roles in picking up where Anna Debeer left off. But it changes your substitution patterns because now all of a sudden you're doing two, two substitution, two sets of substitutions, each full rotation that you weren't doing previously because Anna played all six rotations. So we're seeing more of Claire Chasse in the back row because they're not subbing her out as liberally anymore. Uh, she's very capable of playing six rotation. We're just seeing it more than we were previously. Uh, so some things like that is how it adjusts the, the the implications flow downstream from that a little bit. But it's the team's got a lot of depth, um, so they can uh, they can they can take that and take take a hit like that and keep going. So you know we've got three good medals. So if we have a middle go down, we'll be all right. I um, hope it doesn't, of course, you know, want to see the best for all of them. Uh, you know, we've got three good, pretty good setters, right? So we don't want to see, you know, we've worked without Lotharrow for one, get one match, you know? Um, so it's, it, it. the team's in a good spot for this. So.
0: Uh, obviously Louisville does have depth in the key positions and and De Beer, who I think is a junior, if I'm not mistaken, right?
3: Yes. Okay. I believe so. uh,
0: is there an outside possibility if she's out much longer that she could possibly get a red shirt year if she wanted one?
3: It would be extremely unlikely. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because I just there... didn't
2: know where that cut off at. Maybe it,
3: it would have to be a hardship one.
2: Uh, the the. It's past the uh, percentage of matches played. It well,
3: is, let me let me clarify that. You talk about percentage of matches played. If that's a basketball thing, volleyball is a single match. You play in a single match, you don't get a routine red shirt. You have to apply oh, for a hardship. That's yeah, That's a horrible. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is, right? So. I'm just selfish. I never wanted to leave campus, you know. So yeah. Still, yeah. Well, maybe uh, we'll and, it. But that's what I say. It has to be an extreme hardship. Sometimes those get granted. I don't think this would be one.
2: But she also has that COVID year. So the NCAA, year. when they're reviewing that, is going to look at it and say, well, you still have another year of eligibility yeah. with COVID, anyways. We don't find a reason to add another one. And I'm pretty sure, especially as we start to see an increase with the NIL deals and profits, that there's plenty of reason for her to stay for a fifth year if she chooses to do so. Yeah. Yep. I would certainly
0: hope so. Uh, there are one. One individual on the squad that we don't talk a whole lot about, but one who kind of came in here you know, as a grad student, uh, we weren't really sure what she could do, although she had done pretty well at, at, at USC, is Raquel Otharia. She, she has been incredible at center, and and then maybe not enough praise gets thrown her way.
1: Yeah, and I mean, anytime you get a player that can just come in and and blend with a squad that's been together is a good sign. Um, So as long as they're not creating like a rift within the team dynamic and, and they're, you know, happy where they are, that's something you could hang your hat on and and credit the the rest of the team and their willingness to bring in a transfer or the coach and their willingness to um, adjust and bring in somebody who's come from another system. So that's always a good thing, in my opinion. And we always um, compliment Coach Walls as well with his ability to bring in transfers. and have them melt really well with the team that's already there and been there for years. We
0: could certainly look at Walls as an example of bringing in uh, students that have transferred in and having great careers at Louisville. Uh, and even as we were mentioning earlier, Jeff, as far as depth goes, etc. The Cards have four setters listed mm-hmm. on the roster, Indeed. including uh, two from USC, right. uh, Ellie Glock, who is from Wahoo, Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. and like, Wahoo! <laughs> high school! wow for her! Yeah.
3: So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and no, it, it's just, I think, Daryl, you really hit it on the head. With, with you know transfers coming in, one of the things you want to avoid is causing a rift within the team. And, and the most likely rift in this case would be like for other setters that maybe were looking to, to get more playing time. Well, okay. Ellie was at USC with Raquel. She knows she, she was behind Raquel in the lineup at USC. Like she knows, she knew that coming in when Raquel and she both committed to come to Louisville, So, no big deal there. And Paige Morningstar, this is, you know, she's, this is her first non redshirt year. She's got time. She's going to be a player on this team uh, in the coming years. You know, Raquel's going to graduate, be done after this year. Um, you know, it'll, then it'll be a position battle between Ellie and, and Paige. Um, and it's, that's going to be an interesting one to watch, I think. So, um, the other setter on the roster is Alexis Finvold. She's a year behind Paige. Uh, she's also redshirting this year, so we won't see her on the court. Uh, so, yeah, I and it's it's hard to imagine Raquel having met her a couple of times now. It's hard to imagine Raquel in any way ever causing strife among a team uh, with other players. She's she is delightful. She is uh, kind and caring and supportive and 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 all the things you want in a in a teammate. So.
0: When you have strength in numbers and depth at positions, it usually bodes well for a squad, as it has at Louisville's case. Number two in the nation, and certainly looking forward to see what they can do, not only the rest of this weekend as they head on up to the Qs, but as they continue in ACC play.
3: Yeah, it's Syracuse it, lost last night, which surprised me. Uh, Notre Dame beat them in three, because uh, Notre Dame's wow. not, not very good. So, I, I expected us to have to go in and, and knock Syracuse out of the undefeated column. But, uh, nope, Notre Dame beat us to it, which interesting.
0: We've seen battles with Notre Dame in the past, too, as far yeah. as volleyball goes. So, yeah, certainly not a program that uh, you can really turn
3: your back on and ignore that much. Yeah, they kind of imploded <laughs> after last year. Huh. So, they're, they're not that great. About half the team transferred out.
0: So, uh, certainly, so yeah. you, you hate to see that, but yeah, and you
3: know, a new, and a new, new coach in the process. So it's it's yeah. rebuilding time up there.
0: Okay. Well, they, you know, they had the same kind of problem with basketball too a couple of years ago when the queue got
3: yep uh, sent sent to the bench. Oh, I'm talking about Notre Dame. Sorry, not Syracuse. Oh, oh, yeah. well, although Syracuse does have a new coach this year in volleyball as well. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we'll certainly hope them and wish them the best as they mm-hmm. go into Sunday action. Against the Keys. Yep. Uh, We still have a little bit uh, to discuss, I think, as far as field hockey goes. Uh, The Cards uh, went into yesterday's match as uh, the number seven team in the nation. Going to Wake Forest to take on the Demon Deacons up there in an ACC match. Uh, Louisville, uh, oh, no, they came at. They were getting some good shots. They got an early penalty corner. They were trying to do some things. Uh, but unfortunately, all those shots were there. Nothing was going in the net, Jared. And the cards fall to a Wake Forest team that was, I think, 14th in the nation or something lower than Louisville, but certainly will probably knock the cards out of the top 10 in rankings, I think.
2: Yeah, it's been a little weird. Uh, I want to say maybe like a check on Hyde season. 9-0 against non-conference opponents this year, including ranked Penn State, Princeton, Michigan. And then you've got the three losses to ACC opponents who are all ranked. So uh, it's also not uh, a good look after going undefeated in the ACC last year and mm-hmm. failing to get a conference win at this point. Uh, I think the offense has been rather inconsistent at times. And we've seen where they can put up three, four goals in a match and then they'll go and uh, lay a goose egg in the next one. Uh, and that's something you've got to be able to find more consistency on. Uh, if you want to have a good success, because as you mentioned, staying in the top 10 after illusion, a uh, third match is probably not going to happen. And when you look at dropping out of the top 10, you're also looking at with how small the, uh, you know, the lineup is for the tournament that you're, putting yourself in a bubble team position now.
0: Uh, They have announced that all seven of the schools that play ACC field hockey will qualify for the ACC tournament this year, which is kind of a change in things Mm -hmm. with the top seed getting the first round bye, and then seeds two through seven going up against each other in first round action. Uh, One of the things that you kind of noticed about this team so far, they have they have not scored a goal yet in ACC competition. They're 0-3. They're three losses. They were shut out in each one of the three. So, uh, my dear friends, the question goes to you. Obviously, besides scoring goals, what's Louisville got to do to kind of right that ship about not being able to get any offensive production against ACC opponents? Uh, Daryl, let's go ahead and start with you. What what can Justine Sowers do as a coach? to get this team more fired up to get goals in the net.
1: Well, I don't know what more you can do. I mean, this weekend alone has got some major implications, like you all are saying, that they, the potential to drop out of the top 10 with losing to Wake, but then you have another ranked opponent, and you know, Liberty is no easy um, program either, So, and that's on the road. So the cards have a really tall order this weekend, and, and if that doesn't inspire you to, to get some signature wins, I'm not sure what will. Um, this one was on TV for a little bit yesterday. I did get to – actually, I tuned in right when the D, uh, the Deeks got the second goal, I believe, and I was like, well, that's enough of that. Um, so, I mean, if, you, if playing the um, – national runner-up from last season doesn't inspire you then i'm not sure what what will
0: yeah you would think the motivation and the inspiration would be there and and hopefully it will be uh they will face liberty jared as as mentioned here on sunday that this one on espn plus if you have subscribed to uh, to that viewing service you can pick that one up at noon but uh justin has got to figure out some offense here jared who does she turn to
2: that's a good question because uh, nobody has, you know, kind of, I mentioned earlier, been consistent and uh, the scoring's been fairly spread out. So the fact that no one's been able to uh, do a ton this year is weird. I mean, we've seen Julie Kowiser and Kate Schneider, I think, are tied for the lead with five goals apiece. But then we've seen both Amy Plum and Maddie Tabor step up with uh, several goals. And uh, Jane, Jane Ramsey had a couple goals that came in. the one match by itself so there's plenty of scores out there i think it's become more of a psychological thing you get to the conference play and you're like we're getting shut out and we've been outscored seven nothing in three matches and then you look at that compared to the other matches and you're like oh we have no problem when we play non-conference opponents so uh, at this point i want to say it's more psychological than anything
1: and, you know, the other thing, guys, is I was looking up some some numbers. Liberty's offense currently first in the nation in goals per game, assists per game, and points per game. Um, they also lead the country in shutouts per game, and all seven of their wins have come by a shutout. So that is not a good um, indication for uh, the cards if they're not going to be able to score something.
0: Oh, that's that's not encouraging at all. What, what Just out of curiosity, I haven't done the look or the research on it, what kind of competition has Liberty been facing uh, coming into this match? Or are they playing schools out of their conference much, or is it kind of a, a conference and then also Rants?
1: Uh, in my opinion, and uh, I'll be the first to admit I'm not um, so um, privy to the the who's popular, who's not. Um, but it's not your your typical. Um, Oh, well, maybe I'm lying. I mean, they played uh Northwestern again with that's the rematch from the championship they lost 0-3. Uh they played IU, which they won. Um Georgetown looks like James Madison and Yukon. Uh they Oh, they did play a couple weeks ago against um North Carolina. They lost uh 3 to 6, but we know North Carolina's ranked number 1, so. Um, they after that when they bounced back and won five and zero against Villanova, a conference foe. So they're four and zero in their conference.
0: It'll be interesting to see what type of offense then the Flames can negotiate and muster against a Louisville squad who rarely allows more than two goals per contest. I think if we go back and take a look at it. Only one opponent has managed more than two goals against the Cards. Yep. That, of course, being the number one team in the nation sure. in UNC, which uh, that one happened, I guess, maybe less than a month ago at it, at Trigger. And I got a great chance to talk, and if I haven't mentioned it before, I was just say it again with, the, with, the, with their head coach, uh, uh, Shelton, there after the match where we obviously weren't going to interview Justin Sowery. But I did see Karen Shelton kind of just standing there by herself, looking out on the field after the match. And once I came down the steps, uh, I just kind of yelled at, good job, coach, and waved at her. And she came running up the steps to talk to me, uh, which was very nice of her. Because if if she'd waited for me to come down there, she might still be waiting the way I move these days. (laughs) But no, uh, she came up. We had a nice discussion about her team, about the things that were going on. And uh, the fact that they had to shut out Louisville, and she said, "I really like this group. She said they're so good, they're so experienced, and they're so much fun." She said, "I just kind of hope that they can hold on till the end, because it was a couple times this year they've made me nervous." But she was very complimentary to Justine Serra and what Justine has done with the program. Uh, the the question, I guess, if you're a Louisville field hockey fan, is, "Yeah, but what has Justine done for me lately?" Okay, they they did beat VCU, okay? They beat a good IU team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the win over Michigan, I think you got to go back and look at that and say that was a quality win. That was a very good win, as was the win over Penn State. But, okay, you got to win conference games, and then the thing about it is, Jeff, you take a look at what's left in the schedule, and Louisville's only got three conference games left. Mm-hmm. Got kind, yeah. kind of to to do not,
3: something here, you know. It's not a big conference. You you lose a mat game. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, so got to got to get some wins going. Uh, you know, and you got to continue to win those out of conference games as best you can. Um, or it's it's gonna be an early season end. Uh, you know, obviously ACC conference tournament. Like you mentioned, everybody's gonna be there for that, but I, without. A good showing the rest of the season, and in that tournament, to find ourselves on the outside looking in on the NCAA tournament. It's and how not that hard schools, to do. Yeah,
0: how many schools can the ACC get into the tournament? We'll know all that much more probably in, unless uh, about three weeks or so, or four weeks or so, we'll have a mm-hmm. better clue on that, an idea on that. As we roll into November, that kind of stuff will come around. Uh, real quickly uh some fall uh, some actual spring sports and fall action today jared you're going to be out covering a little bit of that kind of fill us out on what's going on with these spring sports that are invading the fall schedule here you
3: he may have left
1: <laughs> i think i think we lost him
0: Jared is
3: back there. Yeah, yeah he, we did. He said he's going to hop off to get ready and head to Ulmer. So, yes, okay. he is going to Ulmer to watch uh, softball play, which is one of those sports that you're talking about. The, yeah,
0: oh, uh,
3: playing, what Eastern Kentucky today, right? I think he said. So I yeah.
0: think he said this. Is what he said, yeah. So yeah. So okay, just on a, Yeah, basically that's one of them. Softball goes today, and I think it was lacrosse is in action today, if mm. I'm not mistaken.
3: I don't. I don't know lacrosse's schedule. So the,
0: not positive possibly. on that either. But. Yeah. Clearly, we of...
1: weren't paying attention during the scheduling part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then in the past, I've never really paid much attention to what spring sports do in the fall, anyway. So, okay. Yeah. But it's all exhibitions, people. so
3: it's.
2: No emotions. Than,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like I say they could they could do anything, and you know I wouldn't be neither surprised or dismayed because it's not their season yet. They're right. just, a, out they're scrimmaging. So.
3: It's learning and glorified practice.
0: Well, Jared's final thoughts were pretty simple uh, as we, we the final thoughts gonna hop off here and get ready and head to Ulmer, so certainly have fun down there uh, Jared and uh, we'll let you, you know, just kind of fill us in on what you see in Twitter if you should do so we'll be happy to see what you say that uh, so let's go to go to Daryl with some final thoughts then we'll, we'll start with you this week then
1: so um I know we're busy with uofl games and that's exciting at all but i really have been spending a lot of time and i mentioned it on my post from yesterday and my final thoughts there that it's time to free britney griner i'm not a britney fan for obvious reasons you know team shoney shimmel all the way but (laughs) this is Ah. ridiculous um she is still contained in uh russia for a very minor offense and you know by our standards I realize this is another country and, and we don't get to decide their laws but I think she's served her time she's like been locked up for like 80 days and I think she's appealing her uh, case right now to the Russian courts and has a court date next week and her birthday's coming up and if this was a a straight white man who was a famous athlete in America, it would be the conversation every single day on the news, Mm -hmm. on every single news outlet until that, that person was back, uh, back in America. So, uh, we really need to get her home. Can you imagine how scary it must be? Her wife leaked some info, uh, some conversations she had with her about how bad her mental state is right now. And when you don't know when you are leaving somewhere or if you ever get to, that's just, so scary and hard and i just cannot imagine what she's going through and i just think we need to bring her home
0: yeah i've I've got to agree 100 percent, daryl's okay so she was carrying around a little stuff with her that was maybe illegal in some parts of the world but certainly not here and certainly is a common practice here and then the Russians are making such a big deal and then they've made it a political deal and everything else. Yeah. So just go ahead and let her go, okay? You guys are getting your butts kicked in the Ukraine. Why don't you concentrate <laughs> on that maybe, you know, instead of a, holding on a, to a WNBA player. Just that
3: may, it may be Zelensky who ends up freeing her, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He may just, just storm into Moscow and say, uh, go home. Uh, go home and play a ball for Phoenix. Yeah. I like Phoenix. We'll see what happens. There, Jeff.
3: Thoughts. Yeah, uh, we're going weighty today. Uh, I'm gonna again, a little tangential to what we typically cover, but uh, NWSL certainly was roiled this week with uh, the Yates EH report came out on um, uh, sexual assaults and discriminations within uh, NWSL teams and coaching staffs and 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 uh, several organizations, uh, including Racing Local here, uh, our, our hometown team. Um, the response from, from soccer holdings, uh, the, the parent organization of racing Louisville has been, uh, I'll say anemic, uh, so far, um, it's not been great. So let's, let's, uh, step it up. Um, I think we need to clean some house there and, um, got, uh, all the sponsors are saying, Hey, you need it like actually respond to this or you may not have us as sponsors next year, uh, including GE, who's their jersey sponsor, actually in the front of the jerseys. So that's kind of a big one. Um so far they seem to be burying their heads in the sand. Um and that can't continue. That has to change. So uh yeah. Like I said, weighty things here at the end, but uh, one of, of shout-out support for the players. and, and
0: uh, Certainly so. Yeah. It's a program that doesn't deserve to have that kind of thing thrown upon it when it's down here beginning to build a fan base and do yeah. some good things. And certainly any type of abuse like that to a player at any time is wrong yeah. and should not happen. And at least the, um, the management and ownership group is making some moves to correct that but uh you know this day and time that shouldn't be going on it really shouldn't as far as final thoughts for me here a little bit to go uh certainly looking forward to see how our three teams that we follow quite closely here in the fall roll into their final leg of the season here as they get ready to do things like get ready for conference play and in volleyball's case Finish well enough to get a nice NCAA ranking, which I would think they would be able to do. But let's just kind of take some time to pay some attention to these squads as things are going. I know there's beginning to get some basketball news, so my final thoughts are moving toward that, that basketball has announced that they will, in fact, have the basketball women's basketball tip-off lunch and again this year. Uh, it isn't a public announcement yet, but I got this through uh, another source that they'll be holding this on November 2nd. Uh, I think they're going back to the Marriott, but that hadn't been determined yet. I think they would probably have known by now, but they haven't said yet. So uh, they will do that. A lot of people said, oh, Louisville Live's replacing that. They're not gonna have the luncheon. Wrong, you are. And they should be making an announcement soon about where that luncheon will be for the women's basketball tip-off luncheon.
3: It is at the Gold House Hotel.
0: It is at the Gold House. So you've already already gotten the notice on it. Yes. I have. Okay, good. Uh, nice to go back there. We haven't been there in a couple of years. Yep. And uh, certainly a fun facility to head to. Uh, I think the last time, was it in Gold House East last year?
3: Uh, or, I, I don't remember the last one. It was There was one at the Gold House East. This is actually in the Gold House, not Gold House East. So. Yeah, and that yeah. wasn't
0: last year, though, was it? Was that two years, no, years
3: i don't think so i don't know it's a couple of years ago it's, it's yeah COVID years, screwing everything yeah. like up i don't know i don't remember it was a
0: couple it was a couple years ago then yeah yeah uh, so it's been a while since i've been at marriott but it's good to see it back at the golf house. golf house east was kind of a labyrinth to get to I <laughs> It's
3: a long way around yeah
0: yeah it was like yeah you, know, you parked in the garage down there so oh, right underneath it no yeah. Go this way, that way. Never know
3: a, I mean, it's a big facility. It's a good conference, I because yeah. it's so big, but it did make it a bit of a hike to get to, from parking. To,
0: yeah. If they've moved this across the street to the Galt House proper then in yeah. the grand ballroom, that's an easy place to get to, yep. and there's plenty of parking on that side as well. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, come on out and turn out for that. Jeff Falls has an interesting team. My final thoughts are that I want to see what these freshmen look like and what they can do. So that'll do it for us. Certainly, everybody have a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you next week at 11 a.m. here for the Cardinal Couple Radio Podcast. And unless you know something, we don't. Until then, have a great one and go Cards.
2: Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.